Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapraset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I just go ahead and teach the Word of God today. Today, I will do more like a teaching rather than preaching the Word of God. It's so important that we know the Word because the Bible says that God's people are destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. Therefore, we need to be educated in the church, in the local church. And when we know more of the Bible, we can do the right thing and make less mistake. Amen. Tonight, I would like to talk about how Jesus dealt with evil spirit. We're going to learn about Jesus' life tonight. As a doctor, every time I think about evil spirit, I always connect to the medical truth. I want to tell you one thing. I hate cancer very much. Cancer is my big enemy. It's very difficult to deal with them, and it's really killed people. When I was in Thailand, I was dealing with a lot of parasites, Worm that go into the body and pull the blood out of the patients and make the patient sick and could not eat and thin and eventually become very weak. Parasite or the parasite that come from mosquito get into the blood and start to affect the brain and the liver and the body and we call malaria. All these things are symbolic of evil spirit. We don't see parasite inside our body. We didn't see cancer inside. We don't see the virus or the bacteria that come and attack us. In the natural, people are so careful about passing the bacteria or infection to one another. In the hospital nowadays, they have a rule that before the nurse or doctor walk into the patient's room, we need to push on a container and put the antiseptic on your hand because they don't want us to bring in bacteria to contaminate or to, to cause people to have infection. They study and study about how each bacteria works. They study how to get rid of the virus AIDS disease or how to fight with parasite. They study how to fight with cancer. They spend millions of dollars trying to get people healed and healthy and get rid of all the junks in their body. But in the church, we know that there are demons who come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And how much Christians know about this enemy. How much Christians study about our enemy and try to Get rid of the enemy from our life. Very rare. Most Christians in the world don't have any clue about how demon works and how we can get rid of demons or how to expel demons. But they are real and they are causing a lot of problems. They are causing addiction, sickness and disease. Actually, I just went to Switzerland last time. One lady came from England to come to the meeting. And she has chronic back and leg pain for many, many years. The doctor and the medication and all kind of technology could not help her. On the last day, Sunday afternoon, I cast demon out of her. 
hundreds of demons after she got up from the floor, completely healed. No more pain, no more suffering in her leg. She was so rejoicing. The airplane ticket, the fee that she paid for the airplane ticket, really worth it to go to Switzerland in that trip from England because she has spent thousand, ten thousand of pounds in order to see doctor, but the doctor could not help her. Many things in our life that happen come from the unseen enemy behind that we don't see. As a believer, we need to recognize that there are unseen enemies. We don't need to be afraid of them. We don't need to emphasize them. We emphasize, we promote Jesus. We don't promote demons. But at the same time, we need to know they are real. And we need to recognize how they work. And we need to know how to fight with them. And we need to make sure that we ourselves are clean. How many people take a shower and wash your hair every single day? Some of you maybe even twice a day. How many people? If you don't raise hand, it means that you don't take a shower every day. Why do you take a shower every day? Why do you try to do a lot of things to prevent yourself from having infection? How many people brush your teeth once a day? Once a day only. I brush my teeth about five times a day. How many people use dental floss maybe every day? Why do you use dental floss? Because you were educated that if you don't take care of your gum and your tooth, you're going to have cavities and you're going to lose your teeth very soon. We do all these things because we are educated how to take care of ourselves, how to get rid of the bacteria, how to protect ourselves from being damaged, destroyed or killed by our enemy. But there are also spiritual enemies out there that we don't see with our own eyes. So today we're going to learn from the life of Jesus, how he dealt with demons or evil spirit. The Bible calls this evil spirit either demons or evil spirit. So let me read the text in Mark chapter 1, verses 21 to 29. Then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he, he means Jesus, entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Now there was a man in that synagogue with an unclean spirit or with a demon. And he cried out saying, let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him saying, be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed. All the Jewish people in the synagogue were all amazed so that they questioned among themselves, saying, what is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And immediately... His fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. Now, as soon as they had come out of the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. So we can see here that when Jesus was walking on earth and conducted his ministry for three and a half years, he went to synagogue and he taught the truth and he expelled demons. 
I would like to read Mark chapter 1, verse 39 from the Philip translation. This one is more clear to me. So he continued. Everyone say continued. He continued preaching in, this, in their synagogues and expelling evil spirit throughout the whole of Galilee. The Greek language for the word continue is the continue past tense. What does it mean? It means that throughout three and a half years of his life, he kept teaching and casting out demons on a regular basis. Casting out demons in the ministry of Jesus Christ is not something happening occasionally or exceptionally. It's a normal practice. Every time he ministers, he casts out demons. Continue to do it on a regular basis. And his expelling demon is associated with his teaching ministry or preaching ministry. It was not done in a separate corner. When he was standing in the synagogue in front of people, he was preaching, and at the end of the preaching, he cast out demon in public. He did not do like a psychiatrist to take people into the room, give counseling, and do quietly behind the scene. He cast demon out in front of the eyes of people. Wow, if Jesus walked into many churches in America, I think he would be expelled or he would be kicked out of the church because he cast out demon in front of many rich people who don't like too much noise. A lot of people may be offended by him, but are we going to follow Jesus or are we going to follow traditions? I'd rather follow Jesus. Jesus is our model and example. Amen. He cast out demons in the public place, in the synagogue, not behind the scene. And not only that, he cast out demons, the Bible says, throughout all the whole region of Galilee. It means that everywhere he went, every synagogue, every city, every town he went, he preached and he cast out demons. He continued to do that until he was arrested and went to the cross. Amen? So we can see from the scripture here that Expelling demons is something that Jesus did on a regular basis in the public place. Now, let's look at the scripture again. Verses 27 to 28, Mark chapter 1. Then they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, what is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority, he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And immediately, his fame spread throughout all the regions around Galilee. Wow. He's casting out demon ministry. Set the talking in the society. People start to talk. You need to understand that. Jesus healed the sick. He fed the 5,000, the 4,000. He stopped the storm. He raised the dead. He walked on the water. He did so many miracles, and many of these miracles were performed already by godly servants in the Old Testament. You remember that Moses split the Red Sea. He called water out of the rock. He was able to control the natural realm by the power of God. Joshua prayed to stop the moving of the sun for many hours in order to win the battle. Elijah and Elisha raised the dead, healed the leper, and performed 
the miracle of provision many times. So all these miracles that Jesus did, all of them did in the Old Testament. But one unique ministry that other ministers or other servants of God in the Old Testament never did before, had never done before, is the ministry of expelling demons. And that's why all these Jewish people say, who, what is a new doctrine? We read about the story of Elijah. We read the story of Elisha, Moses, and also Joshua. They perform miracles, but they never cast out even one demon. What a new doctrine. What authority did he have? Why he could do that? You can see that his ministry of casting out demons really triggered people's conversation. And that conversation spread all over the region. He brought in new ministry into that land. In fact, the word demons have been known by the people of God since the Old Testament. Actually, as a Thai man like me, grew up in Thailand, I've seen so many demons in my life because I wasn't a believer before. I was a Buddhist. So when I was growing up, I played Vuji board. I was able to call spirit inside me, and I was able to walk around the house without my eyes open. And I was able to put the spell on my back, and I would act like an animal. So I know since I was young as a Thai man that there, there were demonic power and there were evil spirit that with different names. In America, you may not see that much. But in the third world country, demons are normal things in the, the people's eyes. And the Jewish people... Uh, the children of Israel, before the time of Jesus, knew already that there were demons or evil spirits. Leviticus chapter 17, verse 7, the Bible says, They shall no more offer their sacrifices to demons. Is that the Old Testament? Yes, Old Testament. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 17, They sacrifice to demons, not to God. Psalm chapter 106, verses 36 to 37, they served their idols, which became a snare to them. They even sacrificed their son and their daughters to demons. You can see that even in the Old Testament, the children of Israel knew that there were evil spirits. This is not something new to them. They knew already. And even in the time of Jesus, some People who did not believe in Jesus already practiced what we call exorcism. Exorcism means expelling demons. So they knew that there were demons in the time of Jesus, and some people already practiced exorcism. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 27, I read a lot of scripture today to show you what's going on. And if I, so the Pharisee and the religious leader attacked Jesus, Jesus cast out demons, and they say that, you cast out demon by the hand of Satan, by the head of demon, which was called Beelzebub. Beelzebub means the head of insects because demons are acting like insects. You know, when the mosquito bites you, you don't see them. They put parasite into your body, they're gone. And that parasite starts to cause symptoms. Demons are working the same way. They came in, quietly. You don't know that they are in your body. And they began to work on the inside of you, and you begin to have symptoms. 
either headache or sickness or addiction or anger or whatever that can cause problem on the inside of you, and you don't see them. That's why, because the because Satan is the head of demons, they call Satan the head of insects. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, which means Satan, by whom do your sons cast them out? Your son cast them out. It means the children of Israel in that generation that did not believe in Jesus already practiced exorcism. Therefore, they shall be your judges. Even a group of people in Acts chapter 19, the Jewish people who did not believe in Jesus tried to cast out demons and they got into trouble. In Acts chapter 19, verses 13 to 14, then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus. They did not believe, but they used his name in vain. Over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Siwa, a Jewish chief priest who did so. If you read the whole story, you find out that they could not cast demon out. The person who has demon jumped on them and tried to kill them. So they have to run away. Amen? So that's why all the Jewish people saw that Jesus' expelling demon ministry is, was so unique. Other people have to fight with demon, try to uh, wrestle with demon as an exorcist. But for Jesus, he just spoke one word, shut up, go. And then demon listened to his authority, listened to him. And all these Jewish look at him, wow, this is interesting. He did not have to fight. He did not have to wrestle with this demon. He just spoke one word, gone. He was, it was so easy for Jesus Christ. People began to be amazed. Amen? Now, you need to understand that in this universe, there are two kingdoms. The kingdom of God or the kingdom of light. And I'm glad I chose the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light. I believe in Jesus. I believe in the creator. We can choose to be in the kingdom of light and the head of the kingdom of light, the king is Jesus Christ and the Father and the Holy Spirit. And we need to know that there is another kingdom called the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of Satan. The head of that kingdom is Satan. And Satan has many followers and many workers under him. Not only the fallen angels, but also evil spirits who work on the ground like a ground soldier who attack people. The Bible says that Jesus came to give us super abundant life, but Satan came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Satan sent his army to attack people in the world in a different way, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Maybe to kill their marriage, to steal their money. You try to do business, never work out, because demons try to attack you in the area of money or may kill you physically or emotionally. In America, so many people have to take trazodone, have to take amitriptyline, the antidepressant, because they were attacked by demons, and they just keep taking medication to mask, to cover up the symptom. But the real root of the problem is still inside, the demon of depression. What Jesus did in his generation 2,000 plus years ago 
when he expelled demon, it means that he brought the open clash between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. Before Jesus' time, even though Moses, Joshua, Elijah, and Elijah performed miracle, but people did not see that open clash. Have you ever seen Kung Fu movie? When Ip Man went up on the stage into the ring and fought with the Japanese fighter or the English fighter, that is the open clash. Everyone, the eyes in Hong Kong saw Ip Man, the teacher of Bruce Lee, fighting with the English boxer or fighting with the Japanese. And the Ip Man number three already came out. <laughs> they were fighting in the open clash. Amen. Somebody just bought the uh, Blu-ray for me, one Blu-ray. Thank God. So they were fighting. I love to watch this movie because I'm thinking about open clash between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. So when Jesus cast out demon, every eye in the synagogue saw that God's kingdom is greater than the kingdom of darkness. They saw that Jesus had authority over Satan. It showed clearly that there were two kingdoms. The kingdom of God, Jesus Christ, the head of the kingdom, and the kingdom of darkness that was in manifestation by the work of demons led by Satan are defeated. It's an open clash in front of every eyes with witnesses that there were two kingdoms. Matthew 12 verse 28 say, But if I cast demons by the Spirit of God, surely... The kingdom of God has come upon you. He tried to say that when I cast out demon, the kingdom of darkness is pushed out, and now the kingdom of God comes in. Matthew 12, verse 26. If Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? Again, Jesus talked about the kingdom of Satan, and Satan will not destroy his own kingdom. He will not divide his own kingdom. He worked for himself. And when Jesus showed up, the kingdom of darkness has to be defeated. It's a clear, open battle, open clash, but God wins every single time. Amen? We can see here that casting out demons is one way to show to the world that God is still real, the spiritual world is real, and God has more power than the evil spirit or over demon. Everyone could see the power of God. Everyone could see the defeat of Satan with their own eyes. It's the open manifest defeat of Satan. I like that. Amen. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 1 verses 24 to 25 saying, let us alone. What have we to do with you? Jesus of Nazareth, did you come to destroy us? I know who you are. The Holy One of God. If you study the full gospel carefully, you will notice that in the ministry of expelling demons, Jesus had a short conversation between himself and evil spirit in people. The evil spirit would speak to him and he talked back. But if you read carefully, you will find out that the conversation between Jesus and evil spirit were very short. He did not hold a lengthy conversation with the demon. Very short, very quick, and done. He cast them out. And if you read the scripture carefully, you will see that when demons speak 
to a man or to a person. A representative of the group would speak on behalf of the whole group inside. That's why when you read the scripture, you can see that many times demons switch the word from plural and singular. I, and then another time we, and then I. I mean that particular demon who speak on the behalf of the whole gang of demon or the whole group of demon inside the army of demon. We, us, I, me. That alternate the plural and the singular like that. And you notice in this scripture, evil spirit knew right away who Jesus was. He called him the Son of God, the Son of the Most High God. This scripture really, really wake us up. One thing: a lot of people say, "I know Jesus. I believe Jesus is the Son of God." Do you know that Satan also know that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you know that evil spirit also know, recognize that Jesus is the Son of God and Jesus is a Messiah? They know. What is the difference between demon, Satan, and true believers? The difference is this: they know that there is God, demons, and evil spirit or Satan, fallen angel. Know that there is God, the Creator. They know that Jesus is a Messiah, the Son of God, the Most Holy One. Of Israel, even though believe and they know, but they don't call him Lord even one time. They never yield to him in the sense of repenting and reconcile with God. You walk in America, you talk to many people who grew up in America and has gone to church. Do you know Jesus? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know Jesus. Have you gone to church? Yeah, yeah, I gone to church, but they're not saved. They say they know God, but they're not saved because they never have relationship with Jesus. Jesus is never Lord to them. They never repent. They never follow Him and obey Him. It's just a hate knowledge that Jesus is Lord, just like demon. Be careful, brother and sister, to go to church and to just say, "I know Jesus." It's not going to save you. You must repent and believe in Jesus that He is your Lord and your Savior, and you must have relationship with Him. You fear Him. You love Him. You obey Him. That is the key. Amen. That's why when Jesus said in Mark chapter one, he said like this: "Repent and believe in the good news." He did not say that just believe in me and you will be saved. You need to repent. You need to turn away from sin and follow God and obey God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now you can see that Jesus show up and this demon recognize him and they have some kind of conversation, but Jesus did not make a long conversation. He just say. Shut your mouth! Shut up! Get out of here! He did not continue the conversation, and what happened? The demon left this man, Amen. and the man stay in the synagogue. I believe that in many congregation today, when a man walk into the church with demon and act weird, the man will be expelled out to the door. With the demons, but we don't want to do that. We want to do like Jesus. When people come in with demon, we expel demon out and keep the man. Amen. It's a different. Today, people cast people out, go with the demon. But here in this church, we're gonna cast demon out and keep the people. Amen. Amen. We need to do that. We need to do like Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Mark chapter three, verses eleven to twelve, and the unclean spirits. Whenever they saw him, fell down before him, and cried out, saying, "You see, cried out again." They spoke, 
you are the son of God. You notice that throughout four gospel, demon never called Jesus. You are the Lord. The Lord in Greek language is kurios, which means you are the owner of my life. Demon never confess that Jesus is the Lord to them. They just call the title of Jesus. You are the Son of God, but He sternly warned them that they should not make Him known. Jesus did not accept the testimony of demon. Shut your mouth, get out of here, because He know that later on, if keep talking, the demon keep talking, they gonna lie anyway. They're not speaking the truth because Satan is the father of lie. This demon come with the man and fell down. Who fell down? Not the man. The demon fell down. But because he was in the body of that man, the man fell down as well. The demons knew exactly and instantly this was the son of the living God. He was not just a normal human being. Now let's look at another scripture about conversation. Mark chapter five verses six to thirteen. Are you okay? You learning something? Mark chapter 5, verses 6 to 13, when he saw Jesus, the man who was attacked by a legion or a bunch of demons, he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. You notice one thing? If you want to be set free, you need to come to Jesus. Jesus will not chase after you. You need to humble yourself and come to the Lord. That's why we have outer call. Outer call is like this man. Come out to meet Jesus. Jesus will not go to you and say, do you want to be delivered? No. You need to make your own choice. Okay? And he cried out with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with you, Jesus? Son of the Most High God. Again, he did not call Lord. He said, Son of the Most High God. I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, come out of the man, unclean spirit. Jesus did not continue conversation. He just said, come out, unclean spirit. And he asked him, what is your name? And he answered. So at that time, the demons did not come out. So now Jesus had to deal with these demons. What is your name? And he answered saying, my name, my name, singular, is legion. For we are many, plural. This demon spoke for himself. And then he spoke on the behalf of the rest of the gang of demons inside that man. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them, them, many, out of the country. Now, a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, send us to the swine that we may enter. And at once, Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000, 2,000 swines. Can you imagine? That man has thousands of demons inside. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. The word legion in the Roman Empire time is equal to six thousand soldiers. We don't know whether this guy has 6,000 demons or not, but we know that at least he had 2,000 demons. What do we learn here from this story? Number one, it's possible that a person can have hundreds and thousands of demons on the inside. 
Many of you may think that all oh, demons mean the guy who looks so mean, who drove the airplane and hit the double tower in New York. That is demon. You may think that demon means those who so mean and went out to rape a woman, brother and sister. Definitely, those people have demons. People who don't have demons will not go crazy like that to hit the tower and kill a lot of people. But there are different types of demons. Demons of laziness, complaining, so many kinds of demons. Demon of doubt, demon of sickness, poverty, demon of sexual immorality, crazy, forgetfulness, all kinds of demons. So thousands of demons were in this man. In my own experience, sometimes when I cast out demons, I have to stop because the person could not handle anymore. Maybe a hundred come out, I have to stop and come back next time and we cast out again, cast them out again. Because the physical body of human being can handle so much warfare or surgery, the spiritual surgery done by the name of Jesus and by the Holy Spirit. So we have to back off and come back and do another round because so many demons on the inside. You may think that because Jesus came from Orthodox Jew, Jewish culture. And in the Orthodox, Orthodox Jewish culture, they did not allow people to raise pigs or swine. It's against their culture. You may think that, oh, Jesus hates all those swine. No. In my belief, Jesus gave permission for the demons to go to the swine because he realized that if he continued to fight, and try to perform warfare with these demons, the man is going to suffer. That man may have to go through so much physical tense reaction, maybe shaking or crying or something that he could not handle. So instead of having a big fight, he just say, okay, you do whatever you want. You can go to the swine, go. So that the man will not get hurt or will not be killed by demons. Amen? We can see that. Jesus never held lengthy conversation with demons at all. My brother and sister, don't do anything more than Jesus. The work that you do will be greater than him, which means we have computer now, we have airplane, we have internet. But if Jesus never spent a lot of time talking to demons, we should not. You know why some people like to do that, talk to demons? Because it's like very exciting that you can talk to evil spirit. You can conduct conversation with the spiritual world and talk to them. And if you practice that way, you're in trouble because number one, demon will lie anyway. They will not speak the truth to you. Number two, you are practicing witchcraft or seeking a medium to tell you something. When I cast out demon, I never even ask their name. I just lay hand and command in the name of Jesus, get out of here. Sometime, not a lot of time, sometime. Demon, I, some, one time I remember a very little woman. Maybe this short, I lay hand on her and her eyes like, go, the eyes go, go up like this. And she began to punch and try to fight. We got about five men to hold her down. And she tried to punch me. Okay? I, I was not afraid at all. I just 
use my taekwondo technique to stay away. Okay, that's why I study taekwondo. So I stay away. I still lay hand, but I can. They cannot punch me. Then the usher came. Five men came, hold her hands down, and I heard the voice from her throat. I am not going out. I'm not afraid of you. Instead of speaking to the demon, yes, I say you have to go out. I just say in English. I know they know English. I say no if and or but. You have to go, even to Thai woman. I say no if and or but because I don't talk to Thai woman. I talk to the demon. Okay, no if and or but. And the demon keep fighting, and I learn the technique. I will look at her name tag, and this happened so many times in my life. I look at the name tag, or her name. For example, her name is Sarah. I will say Sarah. I'm speaking to your spirit right now. You are the house. You are the owner of this house, your body, and this demon are the thief, are the robber who took over your house without permission. Therefore, I speak to you, Sarah. You have to let them go. You give permission to me to kick them out right now. Every time I do this, it works. Because I was speaking to the spirit of the woman or the man, and that person decide, yes, I want to be free. Bam! They have to go out. The reason demon will not go out because the owner of that body still not make decision. Oh, should I let them go? Should I keep them? The owner have to cooperate with Jesus or with the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's how I cast out demon. I will talk to the person if the demon try to do something against me. Amen. Don't continue a very lengthy conversation. Not only that, when we cast out demons, we will sometimes see very intense physical manifestation. I believe if Jesus built a church in America, he would not call his church seeker sensitive. Because the seeker, people who hate to see spiritual things are going to walk away out of the church. Because the way he casts out demons, he's not going to be seeker sensitive. People who are millionaires come in and say, I want a quiet place here. Just sing three songs, three hymns and three hers and preach 15 minutes and then I can go home watching the football game. We're not like Jesus' church. Because Jesus' church will be long, preaching, cast out demons, very loud, very annoying to them. They will not like it. Jesus cannot build seeker-sensitive church in America. He cares about the spirit or the life of that person more than entertaining or making people happy because he cares for the spirit of people. Amen? He doesn't care about money. He doesn't care you're going to give him money. He is rich. He doesn't care about you manipulating him and controlling him not to cast out demons. He's the son of God. Amen? Mark chapter 1 verse 26, and when the unclean spirit has convulsed him, I believe that the guy has some kind of jerking, convulsed means jerking. And crying out with a loud voice, he came to him. You need to understand a demon will fight the best they can not to go out. Because they consider that body is their home. And they will not go out easily. Sometimes when I cast out demon, I will say, I unroot you. I pull you out. I unroot you and kick you out. Which means they're going to fight. They don't want to leave the home. They're going to cry. They're going to shake the person and yell and try to punch and try to do things to make me scare. But I'm sorry. I'm not scared. I'm third degree back belt in the spiritual world. I'm not scared of demons. They are just white belt, white, white belt. I'm black belt. 
I'm not afraid of them. Amen. Amen. Demon will never reconcile to God, so they're going to fight the best they can. If you read the scripture carefully, so many times there were physical reaction. Mark chapter three verse eleven, and the unclean spirits, whenever they saw him, fell down before him and cried out, saying, "You are the Son of God, not the Lord again, the Son of God." Okay, cried, cried out. Anytime I lay hand on people and I saw people shout and cry, I know right away. It's a Open clash between the Holy Spirit and demon on the inside. Okay, Mark chapter 9, 20, 26 to 27. Then they brought him to him, and when he saw him, immediately the Spirit convulsed him. The scare of Jesus convulsed him. He fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. Then the Spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him. And he became one, uh, as one dead. So that many said, he is dead. Wow, this man has intense physical reaction. Cry, yell, shake, and fell down. And the mouth became foaming. And, and then eventually he lost strength and looked like a dead man. Because the clash, the fighting between the spirit of God and the evil spirit on the inside of him. And even in the ministry of Philips, what happened when Philips went to a city to preach the gospel. Acts chapter 8 verse 7, the Bible says, For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were polarized and lame were healed. Wow. Demons are violent, noisy, disturbing, have the disturbing manifestation. Now as a church, New Hope International Church, we have to make choice between Worrying about dirty carpet or pleasing the guests or people who come with a critical spirit and want to fight fault with the church. Or we're going to choose this person may die of cancer. This person may lose the family, divorce because he is committing adultery right now or watching pornography. If he cast demon out, he will stop watching pornography. Amen. And we're going to save his family. And the kids are going to come to church and grow up to be servants of God. Yeah. Which one we're going to choose? Carpet can be reclean. People, God will give money to the church anyway. We don't depend on man. We depend on God. Which way are we going to choose? I choose Jesus' way. Amen. I cast out demons. I don't worry that people leave. People get upset with me. If people get upset with Jesus, they will get upset with me too. That's okay. Amen. But I care for the person who walk out to be prayed for. More than the heart of people who sit there and criticize and fight for with me. Which one am I going to care? I care for people who humble themselves to seek the help of God. Amen? Amen? Last thing I want to say. Bear with me. One more subject. Mark chapter 1, 25 to 26. And we'll continue second part next revival service. This is a long teaching, a lot of pages. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. The word be quiet in the Greek language, if we translate to today's language, is be muscled. Be muscled, which is shut your mouth. 
Jesus said, "Shut your mouth." And this is the same Greek language when he spoke to the storm, "Stop!" Exactly the same thing. Be muscle. Be quiet. Stop right now. He used authority to command the enemy of mankind to stop. Amen. Amen. Now, what I like to show you in this scripture: Jesus never commanded any evil spirit to go to hell or to the bottomless pit. Or to go to any place, the way Jesus casts out demon is that you go get out of here, done. Except one incident that the demon want to go to the swine to enter the swine. Otherwise, go and you can roam around freely anywhere. You can go to any animal. You can go to any man or any woman. It's up to you. But don't be afraid in this kind of meeting, because you are under the. Umbrella or the protection of the anointing of the man of God, they cannot go into you in this kind of meeting, but they will go out of the room, and they can go enter into anybody who sin and not repent. They have freedom. If there are, I don't know, I, the Bible never say if there were one million demons on earth in His generation, in Jesus' generation, there are still one million demons on earth today. Demons have not gone to hell yet. Jesus never command any demon to go to hell. And if you hear any preacher say "demon go to hell," that is not biblical at all, because Jesus never commanded demon to go to hell. Amen. Luke chapter eight, verse thirty-one to thirty-three, talking about that demon that want to go to the swine. That's it's the only one time. Let me read this scripture in Luke chapter eight. And they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. Now a herd of many swine was feeding there on the mountain, so they begged him, and he would permit them to enter them, and he permitted them. And then. The demons went out of the man, entered the swine, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drowned. I want to emphasize the word abyss here. The word abyss means the deep, deep place. In the book of Revelation, the same word in Greek language is translated bottomless pit, the pit that has no bottom. Okay, let me read two more scripture and explain to you. Okay, Jesus never commanded the evil spirit to go into the bottomless pit. He allowed them to have freedom to go anywhere. That's why, brother and sister, live your life carefully. The demons out there everywhere. It's like you are sitting right now. Some bacteria is around you. I have bacteria on my skin too. That's why before surgery, I have to wash my hand. I have to because I don't want the bacteria to go into the wound of my patient. All of us have bacteria everywhere. That's why we take a shower. Every day, before we do the needle injection, we need to swipe here with alcohol because bacteria is on the skin. Amen. So demons everywhere is why we need to live a life in repentance, the fear of God, and we need to protect ourselves by the Holy Spirit. They are everywhere. Now let me explain the scripture about abyss and eternal lake of fire regarding demon. Revelation twenty one to three. Do you learn something tonight? Okay, then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, which means the devil, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years, and he cast him into the bottomless pit or abyss, 
and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after this thing, he must be released for a little while. There will be the time that Satan and evil spirit would be cast into the bottomless pit. And they would be there for a thousand years. After one thousand years, they will come out and deceive mankind again. That's what the Bible say. Now let me read another one. Revelation 20.10 The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. What is the difference between Revelation 20 verses 1 to 3 and Revelation chapter 20 verse 10? This is the difference. At the appointed time that the Father set up, Satan and evil spirit would be cast into the bottomless pit for 1,000 years. They will be in jail there for 1,000 years. Jesus would come down to rule the world. And after the 1,000 years, they would be released again. The Bible never says how long they're going to be on earth to deceive people again, to test the heart of people again. But at the right timing, the second time, that's the first time, the second one, the Father will cast them into the eternal lake of fire forever and ever and never come back anymore. What is the difference between bottomless pit and the eternal lake of fire? The bottomless pit is, the, is like a jail that keep demon and Satan for a period of time. And eternal lake of fire is the final hell brimstone fire that the devil and all the false prophets and people who don't repent are going to be there forever and ever. I know I'm not going to be there for sure. Amen. You noticed one word, tormented. You remember a while ago in Matthew chapter 8, verse 29, and suddenly they cried out saying, what have we to do with you, Jesus, you son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? The same word, torment in eternal lake of fire and torment on earth. You notice that both Jesus and evil spirit knew that there would be a time that these evil spirits and Satan and fallen angel would be tormented for eternity in the eternal lake of fire. That's why the evil spirits say, are you coming to torment us before the time? The time in the time that they will be cast down into the eternal lake of fire. They knew, but they never repent. Amen? Today we learn a lot of stuff from the folk gospel. How Jesus dealt with demons. Now, Come to our practical point here. Okay. Practical point for all of us in the 21st century. Number one that we learn, there are still demons. on Because demons are invisible. They're spirit. We don't see. Some people have the gift of the spirit called discerning of the spirit. They could see demons with their own eyes. I don't have that gift. I never see demons with my own eyes. But there are demons around the world. Are there demons in the church? Yes. There are demons in the church. That's why you see... Cheating money, adultery, a lot of stuff bad happened in the church. 
because demons still in the church. So demons are real. They're demons. The second question is, do I have certain demons in me? Five, seven, like the Mary of Magdalene, or hundreds, or two thousand. You don't see them. Is that right? How do you know? Good question. There are two kinds of demon. Demon who produce the fleshly or sinful action, and the demons that just attack your mind and your body, even though you are not eager to sin, like watching pornography or something like that. But there are demons that attack your physical body, your mind. Do we have demons? Good question. If I say you have demons, you may be mad at me, pastor. You look down on me. So this question you have to answer God yourself. But the reason we take shower every day, two times a day, because we know that if we don't take a shower, we're gonna be sick soon. Skin gonna have problem. We're gonna lose our teeth because bacteria will start to kill our body. That's the reason why the book of Joel chapter two verses twenty-five to twenty-eight, verses twenty-five to twenty-eight. God said that in the end time, I want my church to be holy and pure. Therefore, I send the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Everyone say outpouring. You'd stand in the shower. The water come on you. You take a shower. He sent the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to marinate, to touch, to clean you up. The demons that you don't know that you have, the demons that you don't even recognize in you, maybe the demon of. Oh, when you read the Bible, every time you fall asleep. But when you watch movie, oh, you're so awake. But when you read the Bible, oh, sleep every time. Slumber demons. When the outpouring of the Holy Spirit come, then automatically certain demons have to leave in the presence of God. That's why the church need to allow the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to come. That's why we have revival service. That's why we lay hand on every other Sunday. To let the Holy Spirit come and clean up the church, it's like taking a shower. Again, don't feel condemned if you know the demon come out of you, because Jesus even labeled a woman who gave him money and served him, named Mary of Magdalene. She was labeled in the Bible the woman with seven women cast out of her by Jesus. That's her last name, woman. <laughs> Who have seven demons cast out of her? That's how she was labeled in the Bible. Demon come out of me in 1987. I went to Florida a revival meeting, and I did not know much about demon at that time. But I remember when the evangelist stood up and say, "All the pastor and evangelist stand up. This is the minister conference. All the minister there, including me, all the pastor, evangelist, about 300 people stood up. He waved his hand. Fire!" I was standing, maybe the third row. The fire of God hit me. I was under the chair, and the demon come out of me. Hundreds of demons that day. I was already pastor for years. Demon come out of me. One time, I watched the movie from Hungary, Budapest. A pastor sitting in the front. The same evangelist called him out. Holy Spirit touched him. I saw with my own eyes in that video tape. Demon come out from that pastor in front of everybody. Pastor can have demon too. Not only the criminal. Amen. After that day in 1987, my life was totally changed. My faith rise up. I become more calm, not short temper anymore. God really cleansed me that day. 
but I humble myself. God, I need you. I don't know how many inside me, but I need you to clean me up. Get rid of all these demons. I came from a very bad, very sinful background of family. My dad, my mom, all these they they did not believe in God. They did a lot of bad things. They worship idol, commit adultery, blah blah blah. I'm not looking down on my parents. Don't misunderstand me, because they did not know better. But I came from that background, so I need a lot of clean up from God. So number two, we don't know. We have some. Maybe it's a demon that is silent, or we call dormant in your body—a lung cancer that came from your mom and dad, or your ancestor. Still silent until you turn 55. Boom! Lung cancer come up, and you die of lung cancer. But because that day you came to the altar call, we cast demon out. That demon left, and you lived 200 years. Who knows? Amen. That's why I think to be on the safe side, be humble, and let God touch you, Amen. rather than say, you know, I don't need this stuff. Bye bye. I rather be humble and let God clean me up. Number three, Jesus said, "Go out and cast out demon in my name." So if you're gonna cast out demon, a few things you need to to do. Number one, you need to follow example of Jesus. Don't do anything beyond the Bible. You are not better than the master. That's why we study how Jesus dealt with, with, with demon. Number two, Jesus said, "I cast out demon by the Spirit of God." It means you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to be filled with the fire of God. You need to have the power to be able to cast them out. Amen. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You cannot cast out demon by diploma from Bible school. Your title in the church, reverence so and so. The demons are not afraid of title. Diploma from Bible school. Demons are afraid of the name of Jesus. Amen. They are afraid of the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And not only that, two more things. If you want to cast out demon, you need to live a holy life. You need to repent very quickly because you're still sinning and playing game with God. When you try to cast out demon, demon gonna look at you and say, "You and I are the same group. We are friends." You have no authority to cast me out. I'm sorry. I, I I just lead another person to watch pornography. You watch pornography too. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go out. You don't have authority to cast me out. You and I the same thing. Or maybe you still love money, and you try to cast the demon that love money out, the loving the world, and demon look at you. You love money too. Um, you are my friend. You cannot cast your friend out. Number three, you need to live a holy life. Repent every single day. Number four. Cast out demon by faith. If you are afraid of them, you cannot touch them. They know you are afraid or not. If you are not afraid, you have faith in the name of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit. Then demon will be afraid of you. Amen. Amen. Now I understand why God put me to study taekwondo when I was young, because I'm still martial art. When I meet demon, they try to yell at me. I'm sorry. Shut your mouth. Go. I'm not afraid of demon at all, even one bit. No matter how big they are, go. I I have confidence in the name of Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit in me, and I know I live a holy life. I don't cheat. I'm not loving money. I don't do anything bad. I'm faithful to my wife. I don't have any bad attitude. I never cheat tithe and offering in the church. I live a holy life. Therefore, demons, you have to go. In the name of Jesus, 
Amen. Hallelujah. Do you learn something tonight? We continue the last part next. When is the next uh, revival service? I don't know. Next time, tomorrow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Or maybe I should preach this tomorrow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, practical point. I was asked this question in Thailand. Practical point. We can do two things in casting out demons. Number one, regular shower every day. Brush your teeth every day. Regular cleaning. Which means that you come to the prayer line or you sit at home reading the Bible. God touch you, clean you up. The Holy Spirit touch you at home. The fire of God came upon you. You get cleaned up. That's one way. Just regularly staying in the presence of God, coming to the fire of God, come to the prayer line, calling the fire of God to touch me on a regular basis. Daily cleaning. But it's another way that we can cast out demons by force. Some demons will not go out easily because they are, they are living in your body for a long time. Sometimes even when you were five years old, they consider your body is their home. In this situation, sometimes we have a call cleaning up service, deliverance service, that we purposefully Imagine in your own home, if a stranger walk into your home, break in, five guys break in, okay, and you say, why are you here? Oh, we just want to sleep here tonight. You have a daughter? I like to sleep with your daughter. And they pull the gun out. And you say, please leave. No, please leave. This is my home. No. What are you going to do? You're going to say, okay, you can sleep with my daughter tonight? No way. You're going to see my third degree back belt. I'm going to pull my gun out and fight with you too, but I'm going to win because I have Jesus. So it means... Get out of here. You need to chase them out, expel them out by force. Sometimes we have to do that by force. And that is another kind of deliverance. There was a man from Camino Island or something came to me. He, he was sick. He was having a lot of bad thinking and bad dream for years and years. He was maybe at 26 years old. He heard about me and he came from the, the island, met me in the church there, in the, in the room there. So after we talked for 15 minutes, I forced cast demon out of him. And... He came back to visit me a, f- a few months later. He said, I'm free now. I, that, all that, those thoughts went away. I'm free. Thank you so much for kicking them out for me. That is forcing. Specifically, get out in the name of Jesus. Okay? So our church lay hand on a revival service. Regular cleaning. Tooth cleaning every six months, but we are doing every month, every other week. Teeth cleaning. That is a regular visit cleaning. On Sunday morning, every other Sunday, and some revival services. Not only that, sometimes we say, whoever today wants to have demon force out, let's do it together. Kick them out. Which way you want today? <laughs> I know if I do that, I'm going to offend somebody. How many people believe that God loves you? 
God comes to give you super abundant life, but the enemy in your life try to steal from you. Amen. Hallelujah. If you think that you need to have the force to kick them out, I will do it for you today. If you stay long enough, I lay hand on you and just pray for you or whatever to bless you. But let's do the second one: force them out tonight. Okay? I cannot cast demon out from unbelievers. Period. You need to be a believer. Because if I cast demon out from unbelievers, seven times more are gonna come back. It's dangerous. And you notice one thing in the Bible: Jesus never cast demon out from people who against him, criticize him, and people who don't believe in Jesus in His name. They all come to Him, nail down to Him, and yield to Him. Even Jesus cast demon out from only people who yield to Him. I'm gonna talk about that next time. So. If you want demon to come out, make sure that you are a born again Christian. Amen. So at the time I will pray for you, I'm gonna make a salvation prayer as well, to ask you to accept Jesus Christ and make sure that you confess that Jesus is your Lord. It's not just about knowing about Jesus; you need to be born again. Amen. Amen. So if you are those people, Why don't we move the chair, some of the chair in the front here, and you can sit in the front. I will lead you to conduct deliverance service. Move the chair to the front. If you don't want to, you can go home now, or you can sit there. But if um, you will not offend me at all, but if you want to, let's move the chair to the front. Sit there, and we will do the deliverance service. You do it by faith. This is not a game. This is not a ritual. This is not a tradition. We are not playing game here. We are in the warfare, and this is real. It's not just doing ritual thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Do it by faith and obey me. When I, whatever I say, you obey. Don't try to argue with me, because this is a spiritual thing. You cannot understand all the spiritual thing with your own little brain up here. You need to do it by faith. I have been doing casting out demons since year 2002, 14 years already. I have a lot of experience. You saw the picture up there. Thousands of people show up. I cast demon out from many people. It's, I've done big meeting and cast demon out from a lot of people. So it's not something that I just do today, first time. No, no, I have done this for. Fourteen years. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com.
slide.